and the first Curse of Osiris reveal stream is in the books. The Heroic Strike playlist making its return with another stream this week, showing off more changes in Season 2. All that more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. What's up, man? How was your week? Are you ready to eat some turkey? It's Thanksgiving week. I am going to offend a lot of people. I'm more of a ham person. (laughs) That's not offensive at all. In fact, you know, we just became even better friends, I think. I mean, you know, turkey's great, gravy's great, but there's just something about a really good well-cooked ham with like a, a brown sugar glaze or honey glaze. Mm. It's just mm. a little crispy on the top. You broil it for a few minutes after mm. you finally cook it all the way through and it's, ooh, it is nice. Um, but yeah, my week was great. I finally finished the Destiny 2 campaign on PC. Now, I had played it before on console, so this is not my first playthrough, but I finally sat down and just played the second half of the, like, from Nessus until I beat it. Uh, and I did that actually last night. So finally, have a level 20 hunter, uh, got Gunslinger, and now I'm working on Night Stalker as well. Night Stalker's halfway through. Uh, I just have to do public events for that because that's where I got the artifact. And do not have Orpheus rigs yet. So <laughs> I need the Orpheus rig legs uh, for the Night Stalker because that is the best combo ever in destiny just infinite tethers all the time so many orbs it's so great Uh, i'm super excited for thanksgiving as well this is one of my favorite weeks of the year maybe one of the favorite like holidays ever especially as you get older this one is such less stress than like christmas and new year's i feel like it's just chill at home or go to somebody's house eat talk be thankful that kind of a thing so for all our u.s listeners have a great thanksgiving week get to spend some time with your family we hope and Iron Banner's coming back, Diddy, so if you want to yell while all your family members are at home, <laughs> or if you want to cheer in glee as you pwn your opponents with your massive crucible skills, that is coming down the pipeline. We had our first reveal stream, which we're going to talk about certain elements of. We're not going to hit like the list breakdown of, and this happened, and then that happened, and then this happened, because at this point, most of the listeners, I think, have a good grasp of what was announced, especially raid layers. That's what I'm really excited to talk about today. And the Heroic Strike playlist coming back, which is also cool. Um, Why don't we dive into the news? News! All right, Diddy, so New Monarchy won the very first faction rally. I can't say I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. First first faction rally for PC. I understand where you come from. Thank you. Thank Second you. faction you rally me. overall. <laughs> and we got our thousand degree knife. Who did you pledge this time? Was it Future War Cult again? Um, yes, it was. Yeah, okay. I just stayed with Future War Cult just because I wanted the uh, the gear there instead of, you know, any new monarchy gear. But happy to see the uh, the knife came through. I haven't used it one bit, but I did swap to new monarchy. My treachery will be known the next time I go back to Future War Cult. <laughs> they probably won't let me on the consoles, the little computer chairs that they have there. And the Clarion Call, the very first double XP event, went on this last weekend, and I just finished up my milestone for it, Diddy, playing with some of the DTS clan members, so shout-outs to you guys. 
And if you were playing with a clanmate, you basically got double XP if you wanted to grind up right engrams right before the end of Season 1. I thought this was a pretty cool event. They've already mentioned, I think, in some of the quality of life improvement things that Christopher Barrett talked about a few twabs ago, Mm -hmm. right? Future clarion calls, they're going to look about doing not having to be in a clan, right? Yeah, they're going to cater more towards a a solo solo player. Man, I can't talk today. Yeah, uh, for for those of you who are not wanting to join a fire team, they'll they'll do something like that. Yeah, because it was cool like getting bright engrams is fun but i didn't necessarily like the restriction of all right who on my f- clan list is online i would have more like even if it was just being a party like being a party of people because then i would have like right. d- ran a strike and then messaged those guys and be like hey i'm trying to clarion call you guys want to group up and made maybe some new buddies that way so it's still it's a cool idea and i think it's something that we've mentioned way back in maybe year one of destiny the show going that would be a nice idea all right, Diddy, what do you think of the first reveal stream for Curse of Osiris? I think uh, as, that was that was that was super <laughs> southern. I apologize. Uh, it was it was a combination of thought and think, and it mm-hmm. came out southern. Man, uh, I thought that it was as you and I would have expected because we've seen these types of bungee reveal streams before. As usual, the art is just mind blowing. Yeah. The Destiny and Bungie is a masterclass in game art because mm-hmm. it just looks so fantastic as well as sound design as well. Um, they had the, the, the narrative lead on the stream and the, uh, what's his face? What's his face? What's Dave his Matthews, name? Dave Matthews. Thank you. <laughs> just think of the <laughs> Dave band. Dave Matthews there uh, who uh, leads the art stuff. And it, they just, it was really nice to see them talk about the DLC from that perspective of, hey, Still focusing on story because, you know, Destiny 2's campaign story was a step above what we've expected in the past um, releases for Destiny. And there seemed to be continuing with that with some more meaningful characters. And uh, again, the art is just, oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah, we got to see a little bit of the Mercury Patrol space. They went into the Infinite Forest for just a few moments. You really didn't get to see much beyond just the entrance to the Infinite Forest. We do now know, Diddy, that the Infinite Forest, which is the activity that we've talked about a bunch here the last few weeks, it is not procedurally generated, according Mm -hmm. to Dave Matthews. Now, they do say there's hundreds of combinations of different, um, basically, play spaces. It's still going to look like the same art, but basically the environment, I think, is going to change similar to how it changes in the Pyramidian Strike and the different enemies that you'll fight as well as different objectives that you will undergo. The interesting part about the whole stream to me was at the dead center of the planet is the infinite forest, and it is a reality simulator where the Vex can basically go in and run a simulation of every possible outcome so they can find the particular future or some element in the past that will lead them towards their goal. The story set piece for the Curse of Osiris is at the end of the Red War, you guys remember the Traveler wakes up and sends that little ping of light throughout the universe. Well, that activates something. It activates a Vex gate, and it also basically signals the start of a search for some item. We don't know what that item is, but both Osiris and the Vex are looking for the item, and we hope that Osiris is going to find it first because we imagine if the Vex get it, then they're just going to go crazy vexifying more and more planets. What do you think about, Diddy, just some of the art pieces in the Infinite Forest, and what do you think about it not being procedurally generated? If you just had to guess, what do you think the activity is now? Um, I still think it's uh, more patrol-focused. 
but kind of a mix with like an Archon's Forge or Court of Oryx where the player gets to trigger something. Um, they did show, and if you don't want spoilers, obviously don't listen to this podcast because we're going to talk about the stream. Um, they did talk about the different trees, quote unquote trees in the forest where it's like these really big pillars of Vex machinery. One will take you to the past, one will take you to an alternate timeline in the present, and then the other one, uh, another one will be like the dark and distant future, right? So you as the player get to decide and get to control where you go and what you get to do, and then it gives you that encounter. And I think that's a really awesome idea because it's not like I'm going to load into Nessus, go to failsafe, turn in my tokens every single time that I need to do public events there. It's going to be a little bit change up every single time you go into this activity. And it was really cool because, man, in the stream, they they loaded in, right? And they started walking across this uh, Vex platform, right? And it was it, it loaded a new set piece in front of you. And I don't know if that's static or if that's going to change every single time. But I just thought that was a really cool effect and immersion tactic for the Infinite Forest because... It feels like as you're walking across the the space, it just appears in front of you, right? And it's it's some it still has that mystery to see whether or not you're going to go right or left. I think that was really cool. How dynamic the activity is and how well the rewards are crafted for it may determine how successful it's going to be. If it's a fun activity and it has great rewards, then this may be something you boot up to play pretty regularly. The direction of Archon's Forge definitely sounds correct to me, Diddy. I think that's your radar is turning in the right direction for it they showed off art from future mercury which is really dark and like purple and the sun's been blotted out and then they would not show off past mercury they asked that that not be shown <laughs> just yet i didn't know this because i'm not i'm a moron when it comes to the lore but past mercury like mercury used to be a garden world before mm -hmm. the vex came and vexified it so i haven't yep. uh, i think they probably have something very visually stunning in store for us especially thinking back to titan the more and more you explore Titan and the artwork on Titan, the more I'm like, this is the coolest space I've ever seen on Destiny. Like, wow, you know? Yeah, with all that water. Oof, mm -hmm. man. Mercury is going to feature the largest public event to date. We didn't get to see that, thankfully. I'm hoping a few of those are going to be left for spoiler-free things. The Weapon Forge. This is really cool, or I should call it the Forge Board. They did call it a Weapon Forge but it, it isn't like forging from Destiny's past, and it really isn't like the Foundry in Warframe. Essentially, there's a big board that once you finish the campaign for Curse of Osiris, you have what looked to be maybe seven or eight, I didn't count the individual nodes, but seven or eight nodes on the outset of this circular board, and those nodes light up with a rune once you've completed essentially a side quest. And there's going to be seven or eight weapons that you can go after once you've completed the campaign through these side quests. And that's how you can earn those really cool-looking Vex-modified weapons. You know, the hand cannon that has the little Vex milk tube going across the side. And it's not really like, you know, a forge where you're probably building the weapon from a bunch of different components. But it is side quest content confirmed after the main, main campaign. And I got excited to hear that, Diddy, purely because my favorite time in Destiny, the Taken King, the best element or one of the best elements for me related to the campaign was the Taken War quest line. You remember when you finished the campaign, it's like, oh, I still have a lot of quests to do that keeps this, you know, PVE story pushing forward, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. Like the, the main story mission was just a, a handful of missions, right? That's not all it was, right? You had the other side quests that, you know, just broaden the storyline. And I think I thought that was great. And like you said, excuse me, like you said, it, it seems to be the same direction that they're going. I want to pivot here to raid layers. It's basically kind of what we had predicted, Diddy. The space whale is following us around and we're getting a new raid activity within the Leviathan, but much more akin to raid tiers in World of Warcraft. So tell me a little bit about raid layers. And this is like a layer where a boss would live, not like a layer of a cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, L-A-I-R, layer. Uh, that's what we're getting, right? So the Leviathan obviously is a very massive ship. It eats planets, so it has to be large. And the Leviathan raid that we did was a very, very small portion of that space. So what they wanted to do, they being Bungie, is they wanted to further explore that space in, in what they are now calling a raid lair. And it's a separate section, separate bosses, separate mechanical differences there from the Leviathan raid, but it's located in the same location. So like you said, again, that it does seem to be that larger uh, story arc across multiple different expansions uh, throughout Destiny 2's life cycle. And what this is actually allowing the raid team to do at Bungie is they they do get to uh, use a lot of the same themes in terms of uh, the way it looks, right? Uh, you know, of course, the Leviathan their ship, the space eater, the space whale, thank you, BBK, <laughs> is very large. So it could be, look different, could have different enemies, that kind of thing. But it allows them to uh, create that type of content on a, a little bit of a smaller scale. So this is not... A full-scale raid. I think you have to be careful with the phrasing, though, because it is still a full raid. It's yes. just intended to be kind of a shorter raid, where the Leviathan you would probably compare more to a King's Fall-style raid. I'm imagining the raid layer is going to be closer to a Wrath of the Machine, because Wrath is not a very long raid. When it came down to it, we were beating that thing in, what, hour 10, hour 20 minutes with our regular 45, crew. 45 minutes with a really nice crew. Yeah, yeah, like once you figured it out. So I'm imagining this is going to offer a shorter raid experience. They have learned the lesson, I imagine, from Crota's End, so I don't think you're looking at like a 20-minute raid. <laughs> 20 minutes, but yep. for perspective, anybody who played um, Destiny 1 all three years knows about this. First year of Destiny 1, we had two raids, Vault of Glass and Crota's End, and then they gave us a three-player activity called Prison of Elders, and it was fun, but it wasn't a great substitute for a full-on raid. Then in year two, we played King's Fall, a single raid for a full year. Way too long to play one singular raid. It was a great raid, but we still needed more raid content. Year three, we got with it Wrath of the Machine, and again, one single raid for a full year until they did Age of Triumph, which kind of revitalized some of the older raids. This, if it is the way I'm picturing it, allows Bungie to make more raid content more consistently, and that is a really good thing on two levels. And again, I'm being cautiously optimistic towards this. The first level is that I like the idea of spending more time with a raid so that when we finally do go up against Callus or whoever the ultimate boss baddie is going to be for the Leviathan, it's going to carry with it a heck of a lot more weight because we've fought in the Leviathan, we fought all these different bosses and tiers to finally take down the uber boss. 
that to me is really stinking cool. And the second thing is if this lets them make more raid content every three to four months, I'm very happy about that because I don't want to wait full year before getting another raid. They did open up the door to the belly of the beast, the lower portion of the Leviathan that we're going into. It looked much different, more metallic, very red and hot. So I am hoping from an artistic standpoint, it's different from that bright gold and purple. And then finally, Diddy, they don't really have to keep coming up with extravagant lore for each of these different raids. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Since it's all related to the, the world eater ship. Yeah. Yeah. Key point two that we didn't mention, the recommended power for both of the new raid and the old Leviathan raid is going to be 300. And this is something Bungie deserves a lot of like, yay, thumbs up from us, the community on. Bungie historically, when they bring out their new content, leaves behind great content. So the rewards are being scaled up. The difficulty is being scaled up for the old Leviathan raid. So we are going to still have a reason to run the old Leviathan raid, Diddy. We still are going to have a reason to go back through it. The new raid layer will feature a brand new end boss. It's not like we're, you know, continuing to beat Robo Callus over and over again. <laughs> uh, and we're getting the second raid layer for the Leviathan. We saw that empty node in the second expansion coming this spring. Overall, very cautiously optimistic about this. I love it on paper. I hope it delivers. I really, really, really hope it delivers. And it's not like, uh-oh a boss, and then one final boss. That took us 20 minutes. Oh, dear. You know? Yeah, let's not turn it into a quota's end. Let's let's make it a little bit more substantial than that. Totally. And other than that, it's pretty much the standouts for the first stream reveal week. We're going to be getting more information about the activities this week and the following week. One thing I really hope to see more of, Diddy, season two quality of life and economy changes what what can we really expect to change up in the gearing process and the shard process right yeah i would agree there yeah we just through these next couple of reveal streams i'd really like to see uh, some very specific questions regarding that yep armor looks great art looks awesome the lighthouse now pretty much everybody's going to get a chance to visit overall I'm, I'm pretty happy i think this looks way better than Dark Below did by like a country mile, which I mean, we should obviously expect at this point because it's Destiny 2. So, <laughs> yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that statement. It definitely does look better than the Dark Below uh, did at that point in time. So, yeah, people are wondering if the uh, the lighthouse is just a phony, a fake social space ditty, if they're pulling another farm. <laughs> Where the uh, we'll just end up going back to the tower anyways. Mm -hmm. I yep. mean, I mean, Brother Vance is going to be there, right? He's going to be the new vendor in the lighthouse, so he's, he's going to have specific uh, things there for us to do. Dude, he is all fanboying. He's wanted to meet <laughs> Senpai Osiris for so long, and he knows the time <laughs> is near. I can't wait to see that. He, he's just trying to get like a selfie with Osiris, like, hey. <laughs> By the way, the selfie emote we've stopped talking about for a few weeks, did he? We have failed our listeners from the very first stream. And, or see the very first trailer at the end of the PvP footage, selfie emote, and it looks cool. <laughs> I want it. I can't wait to do some uh, some Twitter giveaways based on best selfie in Destiny. Oh my, oh my, yes. If you could, you imagine all the like I'm gonna wear Oryxes on my head, but you're just right there with him in the crew. <laughs> anyway, that'd be great. That's going to do it for DTS 175. I hope you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving. If you're in the U.S., enjoy the stream. And we'll be reporting in on Twitter. And where can people find that Twitter, Diddy? 
twitter.com slash destiny the show of course that's where the show is i myself am at twitter.com slash diddy dts d-i-t-t-y dts and youtube.com slash whooshness w-o-o-o-s-h-n-e-s-s and don't forget that bungee live stream is happening tuesday november 21st 11 a.m pacific time and that's all about new ways to play tuesday right here Whoa, okay, so for Thanksgiving, they're moving it up a day. So Tuesday, boom. <laughs> I guess DTS is releasing on a Monday this time, Diddy. <laughs> there you go. All right. Follow us um, on our website, destinytheshow.com. You can find information about our Discord and our clan there. Shoutouts to the clan mates once again, knocking it out of the park. And you can follow me at Dragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week, and we'll check in with you next time. <laughs>